Claudine Hemingway is a descendant of famed writer Ernest Hemingway. We bumped into each other at a party and decided to team up and dive deep into French history, but with a twist, by bringing a spotlight to those lesser-known creatives in France. This is History with a Hemingway. Welcome back to Paris History of Eka Hemingway. I'm back with Claudine, and today we're talking about exhibitions that are coming up in Paris. I think the next couple of months are going to be quite busy. This weekend, for example, is the Brocante weekend in Paris, so that's pretty exciting. All the flea markets will be all over the city. But Claudine has a bunch to share with us, and I'll let her take it from here. Yeah, this weekend, well, you're going to hear this after the fact, but this is the Patrimon weekend. So this is the weekend when all of the buildings, um, the the historic and government buildings open to the public, and it's like my Super Bowl. It is quite cool. I mean, it's your favorite time of the year. I know that. It is. You have to go into it with a big game plan. Maybe next year we'll have to do one, you know, uh, in advance so people know what to do. But you really have to plan out for it. So and it's serious business. Serious. Serious. But there is. this is the time of the year that you have so many amazing exhibits coming up into Paris. Some of them just opening this week, some of them coming up in October. And I wanted to do this because there's some there's some of these are going to be major exhibitions and you have to plan for this in advance. You can't just come strolling into the museum and they're going to be ones you don't want to miss. And most of these go into the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, like you said, nowadays, you even have to get tickets to go to the president's house. You used to show up. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if you could just walk up to the president's house back then. <laughs> but you like for Patrimon this weekend, you have that was when you have to have the ticket in advance. And if you and it go, it's it go, it's gone. It's free. Um, and that one goes out in minutes. And so but luckily, I've been there a couple other times. So I, I was able to avoid that mayhem. Um, but for these exhibits coming up, you got to think about and of course, for, to start with, we have to start with my favorite, which is, of course, the Musée de Louvre. Um, there is an exhibition going on right now that goes until the beginning of January. It's the Naples in Paris. And this is in conjunction with a Naples museum, the, uh, the Musée de Copa de Monte. And that is an uh, museum that's actually closed right now for some renovation. And so these museums are pretty smart what they do. They box a bunch of stuff up and they send it off and they get a bunch of money for it. So their art is still making them some money when they're spending all this money doing restorations. And so that is what they did with this one. And it's pretty amazing. And what's very different about this one is it's actually set up in the Grand Gallery, which I don't think is the greatest idea, but it was it is pretty cool because it's basically the Grand Gallery of the Louvre is where the um, Italian masters are. And it's also right off the it's what you walk through to get to the Mona Lisa, which is why this is not the greatest idea if you really want to see the exhibit. <laughs> but it's lined up. And what they did is they did it so it's a conversation with the Louvre collection. And if you stand back and really look at it, it's really cool because you could see where what they were doing. There's one section where it's across from each other. So on the left is the Louvre collection and on the right are three pieces that were from this Naples collection. And if you look at them one at a time from left to right, you see how they are kind of talking to each other and how they kind of are the same subject or the same feeling. It's really, really interesting. Um, it being in the Grand Gallery, I don't, uh, most of the people walking through the Grand Gallery are just trying to get to the Mona Lisa. So I think it's really lost on a lot of people. But 
the good thing about that is if you do really want to look at it, nobody else is looking at it. <laughs> you can have it all to yourself. You can have it all to yourself or, you know, have me take you and I'll show you, I'll share with you. It is actually really beautiful. Go till January 8th. The coolest thing about it is up in, it's in three different parts of the museum in the Pavillon de Sully. On the second floor is they have a very small room and it's very dark because in that room they have actual sketches done by Michelangelo and Raphael. And it is freaking amazing to get your face that close to this frame with a huge, massive drawing by Michelangelo. That is super cool. It's like the coolest thing in there. I take it. I have to take everybody in there. Um, and that one, actually, I think those come off display. They're taking that part down um, at, by the beginning of October. So the rest of the, the exhibit goes till January, but those come down because they have to be very careful and have to keep those things up, up only for a short period of time. But the other thing coming up at, at uh, the Louvre, and it's coming up opening on October 18th, is an exhibit that I have been waiting two years for, and it is the Treasures of Notre Dame with the from the origins of Viollet le duc and Viollet le duc I've mentioned many times he was the architect that did the huge major restoration in the 19th century that added the gargoyles and all those great things on Notre Dame but this exhibit is going to have a lot of stuff that came from the treasury in, in Notre Dame that was in the sacristy and it's going to be once again on display but it's also going to have other things it's going to have like the crown of Napoleon and some of those things that were already in the Louvre collection but I can't wait. They're already working on it. They're getting it, starting to get the outside of it set up. It's going to be in the Richelieu wing just right after you scan your tickets. But I cannot wait to see that. It's going to be 120 pieces. Wow, that sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, anything from Notre Dame. Otherwise, you have to wait until December of next year to come see it again. Um, but I'm really excited to finally get to see those things. Um, another fantastic museum in Paris, the Petit Palais. They have an exhibit that's opened already. It's called The Treasures in Black and White, and it's sketches, and there's stuff by Rembrandt, Goya, Toulouse-Lautrec, everybody, and it's all um, sketches and lithographs, and those are always really fun to see um, get really close to check those out. And then in October, there's going to be an exhibit called Paris uh, Modern from 1905 to 1925. Um, which is right in that, you know, kind of right at the end of the belly pock and then going through after World War One. Uh, that one I'm really looking forward to seeing as well. Very cool. There's so many great, cool things coming up. Um, and then a few, there's even a few of people we've talked about and including one of your favorite names for the ladies. Which one? There's a street very close to you with that first oh, name. Oh, good old Bert. <laughs> so at the Musée Marmaton Monet, which is a fantastic museum, it's in the 16th. It's like really pretty much on the edge of the Bois de Bologna. Um, it is a museum that has the largest collection of Monet in the world. The Marmaton Monet is in a former old house. Um, and they do, that's where you could find the original um, Impression Sunrise, which is the painting Monet did that named the entire movement of Impressionism. They have in the basement a bunch of like water lilies and that Monet. And it's just that alone is stunning to see. But the collection they have upstairs and the, and the exhibits they do are always really, really well done. And on October 18th, they have one that's opening up that's of Bert Morisot. But it's Bert Morisot and the 18th century artist. So it is the Rococo artists like Vateau, Boucher, Fragonard, and how... They're very feminine, beautiful, light, 
paintings and how basically Barrett Morisot in the 19th century was kind of the modern version of them. And it's going to have basically, you know, a a woman laying on a bed by Fregonard and then the Barrett Morisot, her version, because Barrett, when she learned how to when she was taking lessons she went into the louvre as a copyist because women couldn't go into the to the ateliers of the male artists so they would have to go chaperone into the louvre and then they would go and copy these and so i can't wait because they're going to have some of her copies of paintings in the louvre on display wow that's going to be such a special thing to see and i mean i know sometimes they do these special exhibitions it can the lines can get kind of crazy like do you have any advice on how to avoid that well some of them the ones that we're going to talk about that's it's kind of going to be unavoidable but the ones like the marmiton monet it's pretty far out there i mean you take the metro and then you have to walk a ways it's not on the usual tourist track the people that go to the marmiton monet are really art lovers so you're not going, you're going to be, you're not going to go into as many, seeing as many people. It's also the fall. So you're going to have the numbers are down a little, but I always go first thing in the morning, just get there, get there before it opens, get in line, get your ticket in advance. A museum like this, you don't really have to do that. But if it's something you really want to see, I always just get it in advance. So I don't have to worry about it. You get right in. Um, but this is a great museum because it is so far out. It's also kind of a nice museum if you want to do this and then go down to the Fondation Louis Vuitton, who is going, they are going to have an exhibition about Rothko on there and it's not i've done that before where i've gone to the um monet and then walked through the garden in the middle of the day and gone over to the um fondation louis vuitton so that's kind of a nice way to do it that that one the fondation louis vuitton if you go to see any exhibit there you have to have your ticket in advance they always have these blockbuster exhibitions and if you don't have the ticket you might be out of luck and it's kind of t- it's a truck to get there so you want to make sure to have that ticket in advance you can ride the little mini bus out there. You can, you can ride. And it's a, you know, you get this great view over, you know, the forest and everything from there. They do a really great job with um, exhibitions and they are pretty big ones. I heard that this was coming like two years ago when I was watching a auction online of Sotheby's, which I love to watch those. And it there was a Rothko painting that came up. And they said in there, this one is already going to be, you know, it's already slated to be in this exhibition. So whoever bought it knew that they had to do that. So I made a note and I'm like, ooh, okay, so there's going to be a Rothko in Paris. (laughs) I love it. It's so true that you do need to book in advance for many things, but some of them, they're a little more lenient. Yeah, that one for sure. Definitely get one in advance. Um, But I can't wait to go see the Marbaton Monet. I put all these things on my calendar and I'm so busy the next two months, but I'm going to have to try to go to see these um, because I do like the Boucher and the Fragonard. I love those Rococo paintings. And after you go see those, then go over to the Louvre and see the ones that they have there too. Exactly. You have it all mapped out. All mapped out. Another one, which is another lady we t- have talked about, is the tiny Musée Cognage, and that is over in the Marais, and it's very, very close. It's pretty much right in between the Picasso and the Carnivalet Museum. It's a small museum. It's in an old house, and this is the one that's a collection of Ernest uh, Cognac and uh, Marie-Louise J. and we talked about her on the podcast because they are the ones that created and started this Samaritan department store. Do you remember that one? 
Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, and they had a massive art collection that they collected between 1900 and 1927. And they even had opened up a store over on the Grand Boulevards where they just had their art. And then he passed away. Um, But they're going to have an exhibit opening on October 12th that's just about pastels. And I love, love pastel paintings. And it's very, very difficult to ever see these on display. The Louvre never has them. They used to have four rooms kind of hidden away with pastels. But you have to be so careful with them and only have them display a short period of time because the pastels are so delicate. So anytime there's an exhibit about pastels, I'm always first in line. Um, That's going to be a great one. That's another museum that nobody goes to. It is open Tuesdays through Sunday. Their permanent collection is free. It's not a very big place, um, but usually for the exhibitions, sometimes they're free. Sometimes it's a small ticket, um, but it's a really great one. And do that, you know, go to Picasso in the morning, go have lunch and then go check this one out after lunch. Um, And it's going, I can't wait to go see that, but they're going to also have. So it's really cool. Go see the Monet one at the Bert Moriso at the Marmaton. And then go here because they're going to have a lot of those same artists, including Boucher and Fragonard and then uh, Cantin de la Tour. So you're going to see some of the same artists in a few of these. And I kind of grouped them together so you could kind of go and see multiple ones, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I think that's a great idea just to kind of bump around and see as much as you can while you're here. Yeah. And then you kind of get to see a big, you know, you get to see what they do in different places because some of them, you know, some of these, you know, some of these artists, they might only have one or two paintings in the Louvre or the Orsay. So I love going also to exhibitions because they bring paintings in from all over the world and from private collections that you would never get to see any other way. So I always love to, I always love to look and see where they came from. Such great advice, guys. Go buy your tickets now. Get your tickets. Um, another one is at the Carnival A, which is also very close to there. There's going to be one that's going to open on the 20th of October and go all the way till the 25th of February. But it's about the um, the Regents period in Paris from 1715 to 1723. It is when um, the when the Regent was the Duke of Philippe de Dorleans. He was a nephew of Louis the Fourteenth. He was um, because Louis the Fifteenth was uh, just a little boy when Louis the Fourteenth died. The Duke de uh, Philippe d'Orléans um, had to step in as the regent, and so we've talked about the regent when we talked about Marie de Medici and Catherine um, de Medici. But this was a very specific period of time because it was the dawn of the Enlightenment, and so the Carnival is going to have um, a exhibit that's going to be paintings of that time. But it's because it's the Carnival A, it'll have all sorts of other stuff. It's It's also when, you know, the Enlightenment and everything really took off. So a lot, Voltaire, Montesquieu, and also, again, Watteau. Um, So the Carnival always does amazing jobs with their museum, with their exhibitions. And the museum itself is really cool. That one's also open Tuesday through Sunday. The museum itself is free, but the the exhibitions usually cost about 12 or 13 euros. Not bad at all. Not bad at all, but now we have the big ones. So here comes the big ones. And these ones, you definitely have to have your ticket in advance. And for some of them, you even have to have a reservation within the museum for that actual exhibition. Um, a first one that is opening just this week at the um, Orangerie is one about Modigliani. And I love Modigliani. And this one specifically about the time Modigliani and Paul Guillaume met. 
They met in 1914. Um, Guillaume, Paul Guillaume is the collection. So the permanent collection of the Musée, um, Musée de l'Orangerie is a collection that started with Paul Guillaume and his wife. He died and his wife then married another art collector. And so this is all, this is basically their entire collection given to the Orangerie. So the entire permanent collection of the Orangerie is the one that belonged to Paul Guillaume and his wife. I had no idea about that. Yeah. And it's really cool. They have a little thing at the beginning. And when he started collecting art, he was like 20 years old, but he met Modigliani in 1914. He even rented a space for him and a studio in Montmartre for him. They met through Max Jacob, who was a good friend of Picasso. And uh, Modigliani painted Paul Guillaume four times between 1915 and 1916. And it's one of the paintings of the permanent collection. But Modigliani um, is mostly known for portraits with his women um, and figures with the very slender and very um, faces and very kind of geometric shaped noses. Um, but he basically from 1914 until his death in 1920, he just did only portraits. And so this exhibition is going to be filled with them. Um, the Orangerie does an, also does an, a fantastic job with exhibitions and they do get busy. If you, if there's not an exhibition, it's super easy to stroll on in there, go see the giant Monet Waterloo no problem but if there's an exhibit and it's go like this one you better think ahead um because you could be sadly out on your out uh, outside looking from out through the window <laughs> yeah inside looking out outside looking in <laughs> exactly um but the one uh there's so the orsay the orsay is what is going to be uh the top ticket and i am sure that there's already days sold out um that is going to because it is going to be an exhibition on van gogh and it is the exhibition of his last few months in Auvergne-sur-Loire. It opens on October 3rd, goes through the 4th of February. It is um, the collection of the last two months of his life. The most of the paintings that the Louvre owns of his were ones that were bo had belonged to Dr. Gachet. Dr. Gachet was a doctor that took care of him at the end of his life. And so the last few months, the Orsay has had like four Van Gogh's on uh, on display because all the other ones were sent to Amsterdam because that's where this exhibition started. So it's always been like crushing when people tell me, oh, I want to go to Orsay and see the Van Gogh. And I'm like, uh oh, I have something to tell you. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know they had taken them. Oh, yeah. So but now they're all coming back. And so they've been already working on this space now for weeks. Every time I go into the Orsay, I could hear them hammering away. Um, in those last two months of his life, he did 74 paintings and 33 drawings, which, you know, his uh, his friend Gauguin, when they were in the south of France, Gauguin said, you paint too fast. And he criticized him. But thank God he did, because because he did that we have all these amazing paintings, you know, cause his life was so short. So there's going to be over 50 paintings and drawings on display. And I cannot wait to get in there that morning. You have to have to have to book your ticket and book the time for it. Or if you want to come and you're going to come to Paris, 
book, go ahead on, as soon as you get here, go there and sign up for the uh, carte blanche, become a member of the Orsay. And then you could go in there half an hour before it opens to the general public and stroll right in with your card anytime you want into the exhibition. And if you really want to see this, that is what I would do because you don't have to fight the hundreds of people that are going to go in there as soon as it opens to see this exhibition. That's great advice. And if you come to Paris more than once, the Orsay membership basically is two and a half visits. It's so inexpensive. And so why not just do that? Very true. And the Louvre one's very affordable too. Yeah. And if you have one, if you have the Louvre, which is about 80 euros a year, if you have the Louvre, you show that to, for the Orsay and you get a discount on that. So it makes it even cheaper. Do it all, guys. And then you could just stroll right in. The only way to actually skip the line at any museum is to be a member. And you could just walk, walk right on in. But they have another exhibit there that just opened this week. It's by it's a Louis Jameau. It's called The Poem of the Soul. It just opened this week. And I went um, the other day. I had never even heard of him. And I was blown away. It is absolutely amazing. He did 34 large paintings. And it's all a long poem about the journey of the soul on earth. And it starts with this young boy and girl um, when they're just very little. And then she dies very early. And it's about his story of going through life and the soul. And it's just, it was stunning. I can't wait to go back and see it again. That one opened just this week. So it opens September 12th and it goes through January 7th. I would definitely not miss that one. And one other one they're doing um, later on in November is they are doing one about Gustav off Eiffel about his uh, bridge building. It's going to be a very small one. It's in one tiny room and it's mostly going to be photographs, but it is about Gustav Eiffel. So you still, you also want to see that one. Um, but I will put all these on my website. Unfortunately, there is not one easy way to find all of these things that if you're coming to Paris, there's not one place that says, here's all the exhibits. You have to ha basically, it takes hours to find everything, but I will put this on my website. And so, you know, with links to the museums and where you could get your tickets. Yeah, I still think about that all the time. Like, why is this all not in one place? <laughs> it's it's like, I mean, I literally spend every couple months, probably four or five hours having to go to each museum website and looking and looking for what they have because there isn't one place that has everything. Yeah, that really blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. So I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, she's doing it for free, guys. Head on over to ClaudineHemingway.com. Check out her latest work, her latest tours. The exhibitions will be there. And tune in next week. Thanks for listening today, guys. If you're interested in learning more about Claudine, her tours, history, and the beautiful photographs that she posts all over Instagram, tune into her website, ClaudineHemingway.com. <laughs>